News from the Bunker is brought to you by Tucker Survival. Hello and welcome to News from the Bunker, brought to you by TuckerSurvival.com. Well, it seems that Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti has decided to instruct the Department of Water and Power to shut off the water and power to any residents that are hosting large parties. So if that doesn't smack of dystopian behavior, I really don't know what does. Meanwhile, it's just fine if you want to go out protesting, rioting, looting, burning buildings, things of this nature in large groups. That seems to be just fine, and there's no legal repercussions from this behavior. So there again, we have the powers that be uh, are just trying to flex their muscles again and inflict this draconian lockdown on us over a pandemic that is not even close to being what the Spanish flu was in 1918. And yet during that Spanish flu in 1918, the city of Los Angeles was not shut down under major wide-scale lockdowns. In fact, there was an article that was... I was reading recently from that time period that talked about just the opposite, that it would be foolish to continue to lock down in this way and keep businesses from working, keep people from congregating together. They just needed to be smart in how they did it. My, how things have changed in a little over 100 years. So that is the new draconian measures that they will be doing in Los Angeles. It's going to be interesting to see what happens from this. What about if you've got a thousand people deciding to just host parties? Are you going to go shut power and water off to all of those? So it just kind of makes you wonder how far are they willing to go to keep pushing this narrative that continually day after day is just not standing up to the fear mongering that they are pushing upon us. Meanwhile, authorities in Singapore are now requiring some travelers into the region to wear digital tracking bracelets, uh, not unlike cattle, I suppose, so that they can try to keep track of them uh, under quarantine lockdowns. So now uh, you're going to come in, you're going to have to put this bracelet on. It will track whether or not you leave uh, wherever you are staying. And if you do, uh, authorities will be alerted. And then I guess they might just come and arrest you and put you into a holding cell so they can keep an eye on you. It seems to be a the norm, that's what a lot of these uh, people in power are starting to propose to people that don't follow their draconian rules again. So here we go, just another example of the powers that be that have been selling a narrative now for about seven months that has just been falling apart. The longer we go along, it's falling apart. The numbers aren't right. We're finding out that how they're counting COVID deaths has been faulty. Who they're counting as dying from COVID deaths has definitely been faulty. Um, the testing numbers are all over the place because they don't really have a universal system for tracking these things. So it just keeps falling apart. Yes, this is a real uh, you know, virus that's moving across the planet. Yes, people are dying from it. Yes, some people are being really um, maimed by it. Uh, but also, there's a lot of people that just get it and get over it and, and move on with their lives. So when you look at the big picture, we're up to a little over 700,000 deaths, which, I mean, death is tragic, you know, but death is death. 
sometimes people might say, well, you're, you know, you're just being, you know, heartless. You're just looking at it that way. Well, when you look at things from a scientific mind, you have to check your emotions at the door because that's how science works. It works off the data, whether you agree with the data or not. And the data is not holding up to mandating a lockdown that we have seen across this planet, which is crashing our economy. It's treating everyone as though they are sick already. So if you begin to study prisoner of war brainwashing, this is uh, a large part of it, is locking you down and telling you you can't do these things. And there's a lot of just brainwashing going on. And now that people are being locked down like this with having to wear bracelets to track their movements, I mean, that's what they do with prisoners. These are not criminals. These are just citizens trying to get through all this the best that they can. You know, these people are not responsible for all the deaths in the world. This is a virus that doesn't care about your politics. It doesn't care about your social distancing. Its only thing is to find a host and to replicate. That's it. So it will find that in whether, whatever way it can. Now, social distancing, you know, it's not a bad thing. Wearing the mask, uh, it's really, there's no conclusive evidence that that does anything. In fact, there's more evidence that says, A, it does not protect you. B, it actually could cause you to have a more infectious environment strapped to the front of your face. So there's no conclusive evidence that these masks are doing it darn bit of good. As in 1918 during the Spanish flu, the same arguments were taking place. Whether these masks worked or not, people hated them, you know, but there was no conclusive evidence that they actually worked. And back then they were cloth masks. They did not have the technology to do the respirator style masks that we have now, which most people are wearing cloth masks. So it does makes sense to look at past history. We have this wonderful treasure trove of information on the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. We need to look at that as the textbook. It had far more deaths than when you look at the death rate. And these were people that dealt with it without modern technology. And yet they acted quickly. And if you'd like to find out more about this, we're actually going to be putting up a Special report news from the bunker that I did with Ron Jones, who spent some time doing some research on this, and he dug into the largest database on the planet when it comes to the Spanish flu in 1918. So that's being edited right now. Look for that coming soon. And I think you're going to find this information that he discovered quite interesting because it goes into a lot of the numbers, mask, and what it really showed was a lot of the same issues we're dealing with today, they were dealing with back then. So not much has changed, but the big difference is, is the death rate. And this current pandemic does not hold a candle to the Spanish flu, nor will it ever. It simply won't. So these are things we need to think about as we keep going through this and being locked down and told we're going to have to wear masks, now goggles, now face shields, and this is the new normal. This is just the way it's going to be. Again, I've said this before, that's not how viruses work. No pandemic has lasted for years and years and years. Plagues, yes, that's bacterial, totally different. Bacterial's living, and it can live on surfaces and continue to have that effect. Viruses, no, it's inert. It needs a host. It doesn't survive long without one. 
So when you study pandemics, they typically last about a year. There's usually waves. That's how nature works. It comes in, it, it might have two or, or three waves of activity. So why this one would work any differently makes no sense. And yet they're trying to tell us, well, this one does. It's just going to last forever. That's because they're trying to lock us down. And we need to push back as we're starting to see. I've said this time and time again. We're starting to see this pushback. People are fed up with it. It doesn't make any sense. We can't crash the economy because we'll just have a totally dystopian world after that. No one will have jobs. Everybody's on the government dole. They won't have houses. What the hell kind of a life is that? People just would rather take their chances with this virus. And that's the consensus more and more across this plant, the more they tighten their grips on us. So again, something to really think about as these steps are being put in place little by little, a step at a time. This is how they operate. They've been doing this stuff for years. So again, you need to do the research. Look for this new video that's going to be coming out. It's a little over an hour, but a lot of really good information. And there will be links to this database. And it went over um, like 50 cities in America that you can look up. And there's all kinds of information about those cities. You know, and 16,000 photos and links and all kinds of really interesting stuff to look at. So there again, be looking for that, and it'd be worth your time to spend a little bit of it just going through there and taking a look at things and comparing it to what you're seeing today. So that way you'll be informed, and you won't have to just listen to what people like Fauci are telling us. So it would seem that not only humans are being affected by this pandemic, but also the animals at zoos around the world they have begun to notice that there's something missing from the zoos, mainly people. Now, some animals um, don't seem to be really all that bothered by it. In fact, they, in fact, they kind of enjoy the peace and quiet. Nobody tapping on their, you know, their glass and yelling at them and making funny faces at them. Some of them actually uh, have shown loneliness. Um, there's some meerkats that aren't as active, so the zoo workers have been using a little RC remote car to kind of put in front of their glass partition so they can kind of look at it and kind of go back and forth and watch it zip around. It has given uh, some of the zoo workers time to really spend time with the animals, especially the primates, in a way that maybe they haven't been able to before because they had other chores they needed to do, so now they can spend time with them and get the bond with them a little bit more. Some of them have been changing their clothes throughout the day to add variety to kind of simulate maybe, you know, to the primates and different animals, different visitors coming through. Uh, there's some birds that are singing. One in particular would like to do row, row, row your boat and then wait for the response from the non-existent people. And they said, kind of looks around confused as to what to do and keeps singing it again. So we have seen this across the planet, too, as the humans locked down, a lot of animals returned. Uh, birds and different critters that mankind has not seen for a long time. They've been in hiding, and they have come back out again. So kind of interesting to see that and to see how the animals are reacting to this. And what would be real interesting is when we all come out of this and we all start going to the zoo again, what kind of effect that may have on them. Some animals, I don't know, maybe they will get upset that the humans have returned because maybe they've enjoyed their solitude. So we could have a whole different behavior set going on at the zoo when we return.
So I want to thank you for joining in to News from the Bunker, brought to you by TuckerSurvival.com. And if you want to find out more, find links, things like that, just go to TuckerSurvival.com. You can find our blogs. We've got podcasts that we do, including a podcast of this show here. Uh, we'll be starting some new podcasting. One is going to be called A Campfire Chat, which will just be an open forum, kind of just chat about whatever, and be looking for that one. And also, like I say, check out our blogs, any other notes, get on our newsletter, go ahead and sign up for that. That's TuckerSurvival.com. Stay informed. And like I had mentioned earlier, we will be releasing a new video, Tucker Survival Special Report, the 1918 Spanish Flu, with my special guest, Ron Jones, who will be discussing his research that he's been doing. This is in his field of health and wellness, and it's what he's trained for. He's got a master's degree, and he's going to be sharing uh, his perspective on things and just the uh, database that he logged into and... It's the largest one in the world, and he learned a lot of stuff he did not know, and he taught me a lot of things. And very interesting to see the comparisons between then, how they dealt with it, the numbers, and what we're seeing and doing today. So, again, I'd like to thank you for showing up. My name is Mark. This is Tucker Survival's News from the Bunker. So you go out there and have a very safe day, and we will see you next time. News from the Bunker is brought to you by Tucker Survival and is produced by MBJ Media Services.